Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody and welcome to Red Wings Rant, where tirades and passion please for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Oh yeah, what coming? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, realized I, I never checked any of my audio settings to make sure I was coming through on this microphone right here. So just kind of pop the old noggin. Decide to crank it up a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike, we have, we have some real rattling news uh, to talk about. Hey. I went ahead and put some stats together for a Mo Sider and Lucas Raymond contract, and lo and behold, um, we had they some other news come him. up. Did they actually sign his contract at Little Caesars Arena? Is that where that photo's taken? Uh, looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, they they uh, they borrowed the the Google offices for uh for a picture. I wasn't sure if they were in the, the Illich Business School where Steve was brushing up before he got in the negotiating room. <laughs> Got to get a few uh, 101s in there before getting at the table with Big Rass. Um, uh, yeah, good uh, representation here for Big Rass and his size. Um, he, he definitely uh, dwarfs... Uh, he dwarf he dwarfized, right? I feel like if I say he dwarfs Steve Eiserman, it sounds like he's smaller, but uh, clearly Steve is the tinier of uh, humans here. Um, but let's let's talk about these numbers. Um, I I think it's good to just not make a whole episode about this, um, because I think it's it's good, right? These are the these are the signings where it's like, sure, I mean. If I was doing it in the video game, maybe I'm locking this in under two mil, right? Uh, maybe I'm not doing four years, but uh, I, this is perfectly fine. And Rass has had a fun, um, he's had a fun couple of years. Let, let's not, you know, it's not like we depend on him. Uh, there's been games where we would lose without him. Uh, but, sure. you know, this this isn't... Um, a guy that without him, besides last season when he got hurt and we lost like every game after he left, you know, yeah. this season, I, I think, you know, we're, I'm not saying, right, this isn't a hot take, right? Like this wasn't like, oh, good. Now we're, we're primed for the Stanley Cup. No, this is a great piece. Uh, as long as he sticks to the bottom six, like we've been saying for, this, is, this has got to be. It's got to be three straight seasons now. We've been begging like, yes. Rasmussen can have nights where it looks like he's he's primed for the top six, but no, yeah, his I, bread uh, and butter. Yeah, I love this number. Um, yeah, four years at three mil. Um, I mean, what is that like? It's like four percent of our cap. Is it that yeah. small? Um, so it's a minuscule number. Like 
you know, if, if he needs a change of scenery, it's super duper tradable. My God. Um, uh, we've talked about some, you know, madman deals that have been negotiated. Um, uh, we have a few of them on our team. Hi, Jeff Preachy. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Ras, he's like, you know, we talk about like, it just transcends other sports. Like if, if you are athletic and a big person, you have a long career ahead of you. I mean, it transcends in football, you know, it makes it harder for you to get injured. Same thing in, you know, our favorite pro wrestling, um, you know, big guys in basketball, it's hard for them to get hurt. You know, it's, you know, even when you get hit, take bumps, you got a bigger body to frame it. Um, and he's, he's such a, you know, Swiss army knife. You want me to play wing? You want me to play center? You want me to play, you know, be a little bit more of a defensive forward? Um, do you want me on the first line for a couple games while somebody's, you know, coming back from the injured list? Sure. He won't look completely out of place. Um, what a diverse, uh, you know, player. Um, and I think a lot of teams would be um, excited to have them on their roster. So, <sighs> I don't, I don't know what his agent was looking at in terms of like comparable deals, but I kind of feel like Iserman, um shrewdly signed Rasmussen to this extension because um, it. I think we are in agreement that we have not seen the best of Rasmussen, um, and that it's still to come. And so, if you're going to get him at that three mil uh, for four more years, uh, Matt, that's uh, I think it's definitely a deal you should be pretty excited about if you're a Red Wings fan. Yeah, if if you look at the the point per games number, uh he's right around where he was last year, although he'd need to he'd need 6 points in the next game to be neck and neck with his numbers from a year ago. Um but wind the clock back a couple years and it's not quite doubling like the the points per game or points per 60, however you want to do that, but it's definitely going up. And we've seen this guy turn into one of your shutdown forwards, right? Like they, they were uh, him, Andrew Kopp, and um, Fisher. Yeah, it would, I mean, it would flip around a little bit, but yeah, it, it, for the most part, I think, I think if there's going to be three, if there's going to be two guys that you need, to keep around to make that line what it was. And we went pretty deep into Andrew Kopp's numbers. Rasmussen is the other guy, right? Fisher would be the odd man out, uh, in my opinion. But uh, not to say he's terrible, but I do think they they at least nailed it here as one of the guys that, uh, you know, I think I think we've seen in the past, maybe for more prominent roles, um, and not in the Steve Eiserman era, but we've seen Red Wings players. We've seen players across Detroit sports who have benefited from players around them. Uh, but this is, this is a guy that when he is successful, it's, it's, it's Rasmus at getting it done. Does that make sense? So like you're, you're getting the guy that when things are going his way, it's not like Andrew cops going out of his way to like make a play for Rasmussen to get up front and just tap one in the back of the net. No Rasmussen just goes beast mode and takes over. Sure. And uh, to your point with making sure you're keeping size on this team, Oh my God, when we finally get into the playoffs, is there any other guy on this team besides Dylan Larkin that you would like look like look to point to right now and say, oh man, there's gonna be a guy who's gonna make a huge difference when this team is a playoff team. My mind, Rasmussen is number one. I, I think we have a lot of high skill guys that you can't get to the playoffs without. Sure. 
But I think if you're looking for a guy that's going to be your difference maker in the playoffs, we don't know for sure. But if I had to put a guess out there, I would have always said Tyler Bertuzzi. But now where this roster sits, I, I think I think Rasmussen is yeah. not far-fetched. I think we've seen um, some glimpses of, of it this year. You know, we know his point production's not where he would like it, where we would like it. We know. Right. But when we've had games against, um, you know, the Bostons, um, I'm, I'm really thinking about, like, the Florida Panthers games where it felt like we were just completely getting bullied, like, on every single shift. And it was, like, an uh, almost unwatchable slog of a game. Um, and, like, one man, you know, was that, that lighthouse, that beacon out in the oceanic darkness uh, that was our, our attempts to forecheck and get goals. And that was Rasmussen. So if you're planning for the future, my God, man, I forgot he's only 24 years old. So, I mean, you also kept this guy through, you know, when he figures it out, when he's like 26, you know, 26. Right. So he still, they still gave him wiggle room to like, dude, if you actually start scoring points, you can still get one more mega deal before you have to hang him up. Um. Yeah, I, you know, as far as a guy, like you said, who is probably going to do pretty well in the playoffs, um, who we've seen, you know, be, um, you know, <laughs> noticeable in games against, you know, bigger, stronger teams. This this is our dude. Um, so I, I, I think this is an awesome contract. And um, I, I, if it, they got him at three mil, my God, Matt. It's unfortunately also a reminder of how hard it is to be like the general manager and um, like sign centers. Cause think about, think about if there was some unbelievable way you could have had cop or confer at this number, like for that, that many years, like what you could have done with this team, but it, you know, unrestricted free agency is a completely different animal rather than a guy that you've been grooming um, and you're just trying to retain. So it's, this is a big win. This is really cool. And, uh, you know, to talk about, you know, how this works for the team is one thing. Rasmussen just doubled his salary with effort and seeing, and we get to see a guy that's, that's performed better. Like we've actually been able to watch a guy who stumbled around and his points for 60 weren't there. His defensive game wasn't there. And now we see a guy that we can rely on for specific events in, in every game. And, uh, you know what? Good for Rasmussen. Uh, doubling your salary and, and locking it up for four years. Um, thumbs yeah. up all around. Uh, Jared thrown out there. Rass just stared Stevie down with his crazy eyes. Uh, it'd be funny. That's, uh, I, I threw out there. That was, that was supposed to be a $3 million contract, but big Rass, uh, bullied little Steve there to get that extra point to turn to the camera. <laughs> you know, all right. Smile yeah. at the camera, tiny man. Um, but, <laughs> For sure, for sure, big rass, uh, big rass are in this thing. Um, but yeah, we we got the actual news out of the way. We've got a couple of things we want to talk about in regards to uh, Moritz Sider, Lucas Raymond, but uh, we have we have some other fun news to talk about. Mike, uh, March first, I think, uh, a year from now, we will be. I'm going. I, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Uh, headed to Ohio Stadium. Beat uh, the Detroit Red Wings versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Buckets. Yeah, I actually, I, uh, uh, I low key really, really like Columbus, Ohio. Um, I, like, 
they have some really good restaurants over there. Um, and their Mike's zoo gonna talk is, about their zoo. Yep. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Let me tell you about their zoo. That is a two day experience, my friend. Um, I don't even <laughs> do Disney's Animal Kingdom for two days. I would do the Columbus Zoo for two days. Matt, it's it's a blast. Yeah, I think uh this is this for me was uh, I made the joke online where I was like, well, this is this is clearly uh representation of of how much Columbus depends on Michigan for all of their sports and rivalries and relevance. <laughs> there we go. We found um, a way to still rip them. There we go. <laughs> I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure Columbus hates us, but you know, even in our playoff bouts uh we've got a sweep in there and... oh decoy god bless your soul saying their zoo has a koala closest one to detroit closest. decoy me and you are vibing buddy um <laughs> and yeah man if we want to further rib columbus i mean all my favorite things about columbus have been imported so let's lest we forget it's chefs that they've brought in from other states and animals that they've had to bring in from australia to trick me into going there so well done <laughs> columbus uh another thing to be excited about uh we will have i don't it's it we're one okay well here's the thing uh it's gonna be a fanatics jersey i think but we will get an extra jersey next year to consider purchasing uh because mm. we'll get right we'll get <laughs> i i was i was about to say like oh this is cool we get another one but i do think uh I next love that year their company name is year. is fanatics because you got to be an absolute fanatic to justify buying one of these pieces of shit. <laughs> the actual uh, conversation got out there in the Discord. If you guys want to join, the link is in the chat. Um, showing off the the new baseball jerseys. Um, I've seen Ooh. the MLB say that the players love them, mm. and all I can find, along with what was posted in the Discord, is how much the players hate them, and how cheap they think they are and just the uh i forget uh what the actual phrase was to say that the names and numbers are um i, I don't know i'm gonna say melted because i can't remember it was some sort of heat application uh for yeah. these numbers and names uh and yeah the call out was like yeah first guy that slides into second you're losing everything that's on the front of that jersey <laughs> But uh clearly uh more <laughs> physical sport uh with the nhl so hopefully Baseball is uh, they'll they'll trot out an experiment. Hopefully they really and... iron on those iron ons. That'll really keep. Oh, iron on! God, why couldn't I think of that? Um, that's what you're going for. Uh, Corey yeah. Manning also excited to see the future of those jerseys. Um, yeah, I, you know I'm probably gonna go with Matt. We're probably gonna buy a you know three thousand dollar souvenir. So yeah, we'll probably end up buying them. So hopefully they're not too awful because we're each gonna be getting one. <laughs> yeah i uh you know i i have i've done the the winter classic in ann arbor i uh didn't go to the toronto game or what was the other one chicago yeah. um and i i honestly said like this is such a great story i tell the story way too often in ann arbor so i can't i i don't want to miss another one so yeah i i will be uh i'll be in columbus and i'll want to be decked out in all their fantastic fanatics stuff. i do um let me uh, this this is a good call out by jared actually game's gonna feel like a home game for the wings poor columbus yeah, yeah. um i was just checking the slides because there was one other oh you brought you put it in there beautiful i didn't know you were doing that cool yeah we can roll to the next slide there it is no not that one that one <laughs> uh yeah i don't i i 
I saw something about uh, so th this oh, is Sana. Are you gonna miss it? Oh, you're gonna miss it, dude. Oh, because they're doing the Crimson. I don't know if you've seen it. Matt's got the slide up, but um, you know, Fanatics is dog crap. But Sana, my God, do they put out some cool stuff? Um, so they're gonna have a special uh, giveaway for the Red Wings. Um, I think I I think it's a pop up shop within oh, LCAs. Do you got it? Yeah, you got to oh, pay full price for this stuff. Um. I don't know. I, I don't really know too much about Sana, to be honest, but I did see a lot of um, you, focus on sustainability. You, don't know that you know it. Yeah, they have a lot of cool stuff um, where the designs, like the um, t shirts, like yeah. they have these kind of macabre looking, um, like monster versions of like the, the logos. Um, so they have one. If you uh, Google like um, Sana Red Wings, you'll see some with like the giant octopus coming up. Um, Looks pretty sweet, but I've seen them at work. Um, people have them for the Detroit Lions, and they're kind of ferocious-looking lions. Um, you know, with, like, Detroit, you know, city names, stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, people are people are pretty excited about these Sana um, offerings. So, yeah, I would, uh, wouldn't mind uh, taking one of them home, to be honest. Look pretty cool. Well, yeah, you gotta get, you got to get a ticket for that game. Um, that's pretty wild. <laughs> At, at this point, that's the only... tickets. Oh, yeah? The only no, thing that's the... stopping me is that, you know, we really need to win these games, and you and I have a horrible streak right now of yeah. live attendance and win-loss, so... <laughs> just, just just horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crimson, that's a beautiful jersey. Um, that, is, that is so cool, man. Look at that. Yeah, I did like they got uh, old-time hockey mixed in there, too. The guy with the, uh, oh, hello there uh videos he he got mixed in with the uh the photo shoot there um but yeah this is uh i thought this was pretty cool i thought they looked cool i didn't know much about sada but yeah i'm looking at it now it is it is pretty sweet um i'm kind of hoping there's like a shop by my work i feel like i feel like there's there's something similar to this um but i don't i don't know maybe i'm wrong but yeah sada detroit very cool yeah, so um, if you guys have some tickets, um, or you want to get tickets, do it next uh, Tuesday. That's when they're going to have those out there. So I, uh, the next picture I put in here is more just like a reminder for myself. But uh, there's been a couple of conversations. Uh, one on um, a 32 Thoughts, and then another on Spitting Chicklets. Um, but it's gotten out there a couple of times of like, how has LCA not had an all-star game yet it's a brand new arena that doesn't like it it's not like this is a you know it's not like we're talking about the super bowl we're just talking about an nhl all-star game and uh spit and chicklets took the uh the stance of um this should have already happened but they yeah. should get it in 2026 i think because they already have 2025 scheduled or something like that elliot friedman however mm. said what does savant say yes the reason they haven't been given anything is because of all the vacant land around the LCA mm. and that within the Red Wings organization, they are holding these events hostage until that stuff gets done. And as we all know, the city of Detroit isn't willing as as willing as they were because they've seen some of the outcomes here to shell out. And now Elliot Friedman didn't use the words hostage. That is what I'm taking from this, because if it's within the Detroit organization that they don't want to do this until 
they get this land sorted out. That's what it feels like to me. Are the Illiches like, sorry, City Detroit, we've told the NHL no. Because well, we can't have people showing uh, up and seeing all this vacant I, land. I haven't read Friedman. I, I haven't listened to the podcast that you're referencing, but I do have a pretty strong confidence knowing that the Illiches own a lot of that vacant land. Um, And there's been questions about, well, you had all these ambitious plans when we got the stadium approved, and you were supposed to also develop all these other areas. <laughs> um, do we have a timeline for that? And it still feels like they're a little behind on that portion. And, you know, if you guys go down there, you know, it's not um, completely desolate, right? Yeah, it's There's not. Yeah, vacant. It's, There's, it's, you know, it's projects that are, like, supposed to have already started and they have not. Sure. And I, I think that uh, people have kind of, or businesses have taken up a lot more uh, residents. Um, was that south uh, down Woodward? Um and they haven't really developed as much, you know, a little bit north of the uh, Woodward, like kind of parallel to Comerica and um, Little Caesars. But it's not like there, it's not like there aren't things to like encourage people to go down there, because I, you know, we've seen a bunch of pop ups, and I've, my God, they're talking about Mom's Spaghetti. Uh, people, you know, that, that thing's been in existence for what, like three years now, four years. They're acting like it's brand new. Um, so. I, I don't know how, what's silly about this, and I, I, I kind of want to defer to our, our listeners um, and viewers. Um, would you go to the All-Star game? Because I I don't know if maybe I've outgrown them, but I'm not like, I don't think that it's been there because I don't know what kind of fan interest there actually is to host an All-Star game. I, I would think that people would be a little bit more interested in something like, you know, an NHL draft. That I, you know, because that's something that we can actually see Steve work his magic and, you know, surprise people and shock people. But an all-star game, eh, I don't know. Does that really do it for you guys? I mean, well, I, get, I get these Blake, are two different arguments. Yeah. But uh, maybe they, I'm saying they go hand in hand because you, you might not have the demand of the people to have one. So why are we in a rush to host it? Well, Blake, Blake throws out there after the all-star game, I will say. When the All-Star game is in a city, Boom. it's not the NHL's event anymore. It's yeah. that city's event. Um, look at Debrinket throwing six points <laughs> in the most recent All-Star game and Austin Matthews walking away with the MVP uh, of the event. So, uh, And how many Toronto Maple Leafs were actually there? Was it five or six or something? Um, you know what? There's evidence. I did not watch it. I didn't watch it, uh, but if it wasn't Detroit, I'd probably make an effort to go. Um, but I think to your point, Mike, and gosh, maybe, maybe, you know, against my, you know, Detroit trying to get more money out of the city of Detroit before they finish up more of their projects. People don't really come from across the globe to see the all-star game. So Maybe there's nothing to that, and it really is just like maybe it's the NHL coming around and just saying like, "Hey, we need some more of these buildings filled out with with something. We need less of dirt lots that you fenced off and more actual things." Um, um, 
Yeah, and, uh, Crimson threw out there uh, the um, the draft. Um, well, how could there still the, be vacant I, lots? Yeah, but I even the, I want to pump the brakes on that because they're not even focusing on like Ford Field or you know the multitude of venues that we have up Woodward. They're doing it at Campus Martius and Hart Plaza, and those aren't really the newer developed areas. Those are the ones where they're kind of like, well, this is something we can kind of protect. Um, you know, it's it's been around for a long time, so I. It's like I was I was kind of, you know, kind of had a cursory, um, you know, focus on the draft. I was like, oh, do I really want to sit there and watch teams pick it? Anyway, I didn't realize it was at Campus Martius. And that's that should that should be kind of surprising. I, I don't know how it's not like in our main Woodward area. And I feel like that, again, kind of shows you that it's like they don't want to show those open wounds up Woodward. Um. Yeah, I mean, take a hop and a skip. There's there's a skyscraper that's like 75% done, um, but not done. So you'll have to come back to Detroit <laughs> to see the finished product. I don't necessarily think that was a part of the plan. Um, but it's, yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's still worth like the, like when you, you look around, the, if the All-Star game exists, why wouldn't you want it if sure. um if if it was like you could pick between the two for sure i think i'd agree with you but i also the nhl is trying to just do a, a non-event draft going forward it'll be just over zoom um is some of the talk so not not as much fun coming up soon for the draft but um you know. <laughs> uh, uh it was uh oh dan b we're in uh Dan being decoy and our we're we're vibing today because he's also saying I'd rather go to a draft than an all-star game. Last time Detroit 87. That's the year I was born. So that's the last one we got. Crimson throws out there. You're right by Windsor. You get a lot of Canadians coming. Blake says, I I saw this. Blake, I just wanted to call this out. I'm not sure what you mean. Did I use a trigger word? Um and then he said oh. you had to say globe. Loser. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah, going we'll on there. On like, yeah. let me know what you what you actually mean. Fatstar, what's going on? Let's go Red Wings. Ketzel, what's up, nerds? Um, all right. So we have some other stuff we want to talk about. Ketzel, I'm glad you're aboard. We are. Uh, what else did I have here? Um, we do have our wild card conversation. We've got uh some Lucas Raymond Moritz cider contract talks. I wanted to get into. Well, so before you get into that too, um, yeah, just talking about the NHL draft, just because you'd mentioned it, Ketzel reminding us draft won't have the same feel anymore with them going to teleconferencing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, if, that's what if, I was talking if about. It's, if it's just something where you know they keep leasing these buildings for this event and nobody's watching it, so they're just losing money on it. <laughs> but I. I feel like that's a, a huge misstep by this this organization, like the NHL. <laughs> it's like, how many times have we seen, like, you know, teleconferencing, like the, the connection breaks and, you know, even with the improvements in, like, you know, business Wi-Fi. Uh, thanks, Josh Brolin with Xfinity, a whore. Um, but <laughs> it's just, it's not a clean experience. Like, I'd rather have a broadcast and watch these kids, you know, be excited, you know, um, Nate Danielson aside, most kids are excited to get drafted, you know, the large majority <laughs> of them. And now we're going to miss all these great moments because they're going to be, oh, I was, I was chosen. Okay. I joined the Red Wings. 
Like, it's already kind of awkward. You know, at least they had that little walk up to the stage where they could shake Batman's hand and, you know, compose yourself and try to act excited. Yeah, I'm so... Did you just give Nate Danielson, a like, a Russian accent? <laughs> Uh, no, that was a okay. general. That was a general speaking hockey draftee. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, real quick, um, we're gonna jump into including uh, some of the things you can bet on uh, the future here would be draftees, uh, the NFL draft, uh, of course, through DraftKings. So, real quick, we're gonna run through an ad. We'll come right back and talk about uh, the action. You know, enough of the news. Let's get into the Red Wings here and now. Let's the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially coming up this spring with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you can fuel, fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before plus right now in DraftKings Sportsbook we're giving new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars that's right make your first bet up to one thousand dollars and if it doesn't win you'll get another shot of cash later you can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Red Wings uh, have some pretty tough games coming up. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe that just means the odds will be that much tighter. And if you put some money down on your favorite Red Wings team to win, which I'm sure you'd all agree... You know, maybe things could go your way. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw with your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we're back. All right. Um, I think this is accurate. Uh, Tampa Bay sitting at 65 points. The Wingdings at 64 points. Our uh, competitors, the New Jersey Devils. Wait. Oh, shoot. I think this is off by a day. Um, let's pull this up. Let's call Matt out. Anybody? Uh, we're going through the standings right now. I feel like the Devils caught up to us in games, but am I am I wrong? Yeah, we're all at 55 games. Plus, Tampa's at 57 games. Who's putting these slides together? Lazy sackish. Okay, anyway, uh 57. So we have we have two games up on Tampa Bay. We're one point behind. Matt, um, I'm so sorry. My mic wasn't on. And I was trying to yell at you about a rib from Jared like three times. And I thought you were soldiering on through those comments, but actually you couldn't hear me. Um but anyone remember the guy that wore the question suit selling books about making free money? That's who Matt reminds me of when he gets all excited in the ad. Jared. <laughs> I actually thought, Matt, he turns a little bit into, like, Morty from Rick and Morty. So he's like, oh, gee, he's got a big, big deal. You don't want to miss it. And uh, that's my favorite part. Anyway, um, Matt, you were on a roll, and I, I was so sad that I three times wanted to give Jared credit for that rib, and we didn't get to. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to thought. say. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually flattered. Uh, I like that guy's <laughs> delivery. Um. I forget what his name is too, but yeah, you're making money from the government. You just buy his his uh, his question mark book. Um, that was definitely for. like late '90s, early 2000s, like late night TV, right? Oh yeah, um, we are we're aging ourselves with that reference. Um, but I guess you had some <laughs> hockey stuff you wanted to talk about in our hockey podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, this uh, the the slide is off here. So uh, we have two games on Tampa Bay right now as we speak. Uh, one point behind them. Uh, we have fifty five games played for us and New Jersey and the Islanders. Uh, New Jersey and Islanders sit four points behind us right now. Four points behind us. Ah! And these are all basically like 500 teams points-wise. So we're feeling pretty good. We're, you got to be feeling good right now. Uh, looking at these standings, looking at how the Red Wings are playing right now. Again, the, the plus 15 on the goal differential. Um, sure, Toronto, Boston, and Florida have uh, <laughs> dwarfed our number. <laughs> but it's much better than Tampa Bay's. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about a game, uh, you know, against maybe the New York Rangers and the Metro instead of a game against the Florida Panthers round one of the playoffs, because we would hit that number one wildcard seed. Um, Mike, we've got a lot of safety here. A lot, a lot more safety than we were talking about last year, where last year, just if you were reading Max Boltman's uh, articles this week, a good reminder that uh, we were only like three points out of a playoff spot and we had six games in hand or something like that. Or maybe I have that six points out and we had three games in hand. So it was like everything had to go our way. But now now we've got some wiggle room. Damn it. We've got, you got to be feeling good right now. This is a lot different than last year. This isn't the same like, oh man, if we we just need to make it to the trade deadline with you know four straight wins. It's uh man, this is these are stressful times. Um because yeah. I have some bad news. I, I think that one, two, or three in our division is over. Um it looks like Toronto yeah. is gonna be a buzzsaw. Um putting up, you know, games where they're scoring like a touchdown and a field goal. So yeah. our offense is good. I don't think it's peak Toronto good. <clears throat> um, so that means they're going to be jockeying for the wild card, and that those are hard spots to ever feel confident about because you're like a two game losing streak from tumbling all the way down. Oh no! Um, I do like that we've gotten a lot of difficult games out of the way in the last couple weeks. The Vancouver's, the Edmontons, and by God, we're going to take on those goddamn Avalanche tomorrow. Hopefully, not get annihilated. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, this this is it, Matt. This this uh, I know it's supposed to be fun, but like this month, there's so much that hinges on the like it'll it'll like kind of indicate what we do with the future of this team. I know we've kind of alluded to it in like our past two episodes, but if they can be right there, if they can catch that wild card spot, we can be buyers and come you know readjust what we do at trade deadlines, what we do in the off season. But uh, my God. If we tumble again, then we start selling guys off. Like, oh, we don't need Perron. We weren't going to re-sign him anyway. You know, Kane is like, I really had a great time here, but I'd, I'd really, I'm getting old. Oh, my God. Up. Like, if those things start happening, woo, I'm not trying to be, you know, chicken little with the, you know, the sky falling. But, woo, woo. Man, these numbers are close. Um, I, I am I falling. I could have put just, just a little bit more distance. Uh, between us and, you know, the danger zone. 
Well, I know you're going to love hearing this, but I, I have fallen so hard for Patrick. That would just, I would be so devastated. And like the press conference after Steve's like, oh, hey, this was a part of the plan all along. We were going to bring Patrick on. We, we really we told wanted him... a, a third rounder in 2026. Um... <laughs> well, is that what you think you're going to get? I think he's, if he's on the market, he's the best forward available. I would rather have, the way Patrick Kane's playing right now, I'd rather have Patrick Kane than Jake Gensel. How dare you? But yeah, probably. Yeah, I. This it's just one of those things where like, oh gosh, do we really want to get in the conversation of like what the offense looks like on the two different teams? And you've got Sidney Crosby having like an MVP caliber season. I love our team. We do not. We don't have that. That's not represented in the four forward lines or in the three defensive pairings. So, um, and I, I do. I, I will. Oh shoot! I'll say it. I I think Getzel has uh, has benefited from that for his whole career, and I would be very scared to be the team that overpays for Getzel. Um, somebody will. Um, I don't want it to be us. Uh, we've done the Patrick Kane experience uh, experiment. I would much rather uh, overpay for Patrick Kane in the off season, and I think that only happens if he makes it past March eighth in that Arizona game. Um, and I will I will be absolutely heartbroken if uh if we're playing that nine o'clock game and there's no patrick kane in the lineup uh, hmm. i'm i'm gonna be devastated the uh i think a good point um jared brings up is you know we could easily win eight out of the remaining games this month um i think we only got like five left one, two, three, four, five. if he's saying that one two including like calgary and seattle one two three four or five six seven um i think we talked about you know, we were kind of stressed with this February schedule, like two Vancouver's in Edmonton, a Colorado. Um, you know, can we can we go 500? But, you know, right now we're looking at what, three and two? Um, the tough ones tomorrow. And then you got St. Louis, Chicago, Washington, Islanders, all I would say pretty winnable. Those are teams kind yep. of in our fighting class. My God, if they, you know, two, four, six, eight, ten, man. What if they get like eight points out of those games? Then you have to be buyers, right? Are they I, gonna? They're not gonna stubbornly say, "Well, we're we're gonna see where this team's at in the off season, and we'll reassess then and make some shrewd maneuvers then." Why not? Oh no! Why not? Oh no, Matt! Why not? Let's. We made our, our, we could do the old Ken Holland thing. You know, we did our trade acquisition back in December when we picked oh up Patrick Kane. God. Can't we do that? Can't you know why that's that nauseating is because that's what they're going to say. No, oh, I just, uh, like, if you, you look around this team, like, you're yeah. not, like, Perron's gone, right? So you got to make replacements there, and nobody wants Perron. So you're not, you're not going to be lucky enough to have that conversation with anybody. Um, and then you bring in Bergeron like that, that would be a move that I would just like, you guys want to talk about the Iser plan. That would be the, all of these walls would need an expert cleaning team to come in because I do plan on watching, <laughs> I do plan on watching trade day all day in my office here. Um, I'm going to need an expert cleaning team. If the move is like, well, we got rid of Perron because we knew we could bring up Bergeron, and then we got rid of Blankety Blank because we knew we could bring up Edmondson, and you know, like I, I feel like we've seen teams like, you know what, we're we're gonna trade away our starting goaltender because we know we can get something back, and we're gonna ride this guy into the, you know, 
this goalie who's good enough into the playoffs. Why can't why can't we do that? Why can't that be our move? Like let's still build up for the for the offseason. Like let's let's not force it, right? Like I think we still from the beginning of the season. And you know what? I called myself out in our little short clip this uh, this past week, but in like November, let's say I decided this team was good enough to make it to the play playoffs. That's as it stands right now. So yeah, you you could do the normal thing and pull an Ottawa Senators, possibly, and uh, be a buyer. Uh, or what's, what's so funny? What's so funny, Matt, is um, in terms of figuring out if we're going to buy or sell. Okay. We've done pretty good so far. Well, we still got to see how bad this Colorado game turns out. Blake saying Matt is a Red Wing hater. I don't know how that, (laughs) with what I just said, I have no idea where Blake's coming from. Um, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, we, we, we have some games where we could potentially feel pretty good about ourselves as long as we don't have a Mike and Matt in attendance, uh, Ottawa or Winnipeg let down um, with St. Louis, Chicago, Washington Islanders coming up. But lest we forget, the deadline is March 8th. So right before those games could be two completely uh, uh, like neutering situations. Where we got to <laughs> play Florida and Colorado back to back. And if we lose those two games, Iserman say, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not buying for this team. You can't beat the elite guys, so we're going to sell. So those two games are gigantic. Uh, Jared called you out here. Bike brings uh, piston energy every time he goes to uh, a game at LCA. That's not true. I dance in my chair. I do. I, I get a lot of blisters on my hands from clapping. I got a lot of energy. Crimson thrown out there. Hey, we've seen crazier trades. Nick Letty for uh, Sonny Wallman in a third, so don't discount Perron here. I, I, I guess... I'm 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 going to throw out there like even at that point I don't think anybody was really like oh Jake Walman all right like it was definitely like all right let's see what we could get out of this and it turned out great right um but we were going to tr- the second we signed Nick Letty or no uh we traded for him the conversation was oh I hope we could get that draft pick back right at the trade deadline so we traded draft pick for Nick Letty and then the conversation turned to, oh, well, hopefully we get that that draft pick back. So Nick Letty was always gone. Um, so it's it's a little different, I, I feel like, because now, yeah, we're talking about a completely different um, situation here where it's it's just, you know, I, I also think there isn't really going to be a market either. Like if you want to if you want to do what I'm talking about in trading Peron, um, you know, the market. It's going to be us. It's supposed to be us going out to be buyers where you might not get too much for Perron because nobody's really calling and going, Hey, you guys are making it to the playoffs, but can we have your veteran power play <laughs> specialist? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's available. Uh, Matt, I don't know if you guys listen to Red Wings rant, but he totally nailed it. We're going to bring up Bergeron after we trade. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like those phone calls are coming. So you're not going to be able to, to drum up. Um, especially since Iserman is notorious for never talking to the Elliot Friedmans, uh, the Sarah Valleys. So, yeah. So there's a little I, bit of that game that if, sucks, but I, I would be shocked if they traded Perron. They trade Perron if, you know, we only go 
like 500 in February, and then we lose Florida, Colorado. Then you trade them. But otherwise, if they're still kind of where they're at right now, no way. He's not going anywhere. They they value him too much in the locker room. Now, I buried Getzel a minute ago, but if we're talking Getzel for like a draft pick in Perron, and we're like, look, Pittsburgh, you're out, but you still need to fill out a lineup. That's they a hell of an upgrade. They're going to want, you know, picks and Bergeron. I know. I know. But they do like their old guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jared throw it out there. Dubas would get chucked in the Allegheny <laughs> if he traded for Perron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Dubas might already be headed that way already with the way the team turned out and all the money they're spending. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Blake throws out there. We're going to win 20, uh, out of 27 wow. here. That's, um, that's, uh, optimistic, sir. Um, you know, those are some Boston Bruins circa 2023 <laughs> numbers. I mean, I guess we just keep cranking up those uh, low danger yeah. uh, shot percentages. Uh, you know, we crank it up to like six or seven, I think maybe, but uh... yeah, I mean, if you're counting on, you know, this, the right side of this defense getting upgrades, Blake, uh, the trade deadline, you know, maybe, maybe it just gets highlighted to how much that was an issue for us, but you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, Craig, he's with me. They stayed pat this year. Because they're bigger fish to fry, Mike. Oh, that's not it. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. We, you know, Ooh. we did good. We did good against. Yeah, we don't Seattle. have to see that Edmonton one. That was. Yeah, we know. We could skip. We just scroll right past that one. Oh, well, I, I brought up, I brought up the Edmonton one, or I kept it because I was like, uh, a week ago we were talking about these uh, hockey stat cards, and I was like, this is what you want. You want this Edmonton card where there's like nothing negative against you. And Connor McDavid is almost a, a plus 10 on the game score, which I know you guys hate analytics. But for the Wingdings against Calgary in that 5 to nothing game, it was Moritz Sider who didn't quite get up to four. But, you know, the look of the graph is pretty similar. <laughs> it's just, you know, the top end wasn't as grand as Edmonton. Um, but, yeah, I, that's why I kept that in there. The then it looks better. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you've still got some – some confusing results in in Seattle where it's just wow look at Petrie still, still some tough chances going against yeah Jeff Petrie walks away as as the best player in Seattle uh and and you know what eyeball test Ben Sherratt is why Jeff Petrie has those high scores Ben Sherratt was a madman he was a dangling son of a gun against Seattle I don't know what happened there we had so many four on fours hats off to Sherratt I've got my headphones on so I can't take my head off I refuse Hats off to Sherratt, figuratively, because, uh, man, he looks so good. And then, you know, I mean, he wins it. So it's just <laughs> it's just a hell of a game for Ben Sherratt. Jeff Petrie uh, benefits from that. On, uh, one, one of the faults of gamer scores and uh, on-ice percentages. By the way, that, I did uh, see an irresponsibly written article from Bleacher Report. So, I mean, already considering the source, that's probably why. But it was like, one player every team should look to trade this year's deadline. And for us, they put Sherratt out there. I mean, that's you make space for Edmondson. It's not. That's one of Steve's boys, though. He's not going anywhere. That's like Eiserman <laughs> trading Fabry. That's one of his guys. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's there's solutions if he were to get hurt, right? Uh, but I don't. Yeah, I I I agree with that. But uh... hold on, we got a bid for a comment of the episode. Decoy saying Canada to Brinkett are like Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco. They can't be separated. Um, <laughs> 
They actually have separated them a little bit, Decoy. I don't know if you've been watching uh, recently. Uh, I think just trying to unlock Dabrinkin a little bit because I saw him getting some first line minutes um, and kind of moving Lucas around, who's you know been playing incredible. Yeah, they've uh, they've unlocked Lucas Raymond, Mike, which um, got me thinking. Based on the numbers, I've been sent over the last week. Some of these were DMs. Some of these were through um, X. I almost said Twitter again. And then we were talking about it, too, on the Discord. Again, join the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. It is it is a fun time. I'll put up uh, put up the banner here if you could. And you know what? While we're doing this, if you guys could hit the like button, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, everybody watching right now, just hit that like button for us. Subscribe if you're new to the show. Uh, based on these numbers I've been set over the last week, where do you see Lucas Raymond's salary landing next season? Half of you guys are in the six to seven million dollar range, ten percent with the seven mil plus, uh, five to six mil, four to five mil. They're getting twenty-seven percent and fourteen percent respectively. I gotta say, I think I know where your guys' heads are at. Lucas is sneaking up to a point per game output and he's 21 years old and he keeps scoring on this pace. We are so fucked and we are going to be so goddamn happy with $6 million because that number could be fucking terrifying if this pace continues because Lucas is doing a lot of it on his own. He's doing a lot of it by winning <laughs> battles on the boards and Lucas Raymond is turning into an utter superstar for the Detroit Red Wings right now. And, um, oh my God, are you guys going to be thinking your lucky stars? Cause I, I think what this turned into, uh, honestly, cause I, I also put in a vote for six to 7 million. I think what we're doing is just like, this is what we hope for right now is six to seven. Damn. Yeah, you're, you're watching no the, five to seven, five, 5.75 5 max. I, I, I don't know, Dan. Dan. Dan has been, um, what's the word for it? Um, fool? God, I huh? No, I, I said fooled. I was just kidding. I love. No, you, not fooled. <laughs> um, he's uh, uh, he's been. I can't think of the word. He's been taught uh, based on the way Steve gets in the negotiation room and fools these guys into taking discounts. Yeah, I could see Steve tricking him into conditioned. I couldn't think of that word. He's been conditioned to watch Iserman negotiate. Um, these these deals under their market value uh so I, i'm i'm done like i i thought for sure larkin was gonna be like dude this team is not very good you gotta pay me or i'm leaving and he took 8.7 which i thought was pretty reasonable for their captain you know their best player a top 20 player in the league um so seven plus out of the question that i would have that at zero percent because these guys love steve they love uh giving him uh, a victory um in the negotiating book um so honestly i i would probably say five to six because he's still 21 and steve might just say look we're we do want to take care of our guys but taking care of you also means we get you to a point where you can make really really big money um in a couple years so you haven't quite like blown up but if we give you three years at like five eight or five nine then you get to renegotiate when you really have things figured out. And then you could be looking at like nine or 10 a year. Last 20 games, 20 points for Lucas. Um, 
six where was it seven goals and 13 assists no six goals and uh 14 assists i'm just saying it looks like he's he's hitting another level i i mean there's there's been a lot of multi-point game we've got three in a row now for uh for raymond uh or i'm sorry two in a row of multi-point games i i think there's a third in a row a coming and it's going to be huge because he just i mean he's owning the puck when he needs to if he's getting the space we just saw him put it in the back of the net uh when they are giving him like the patrick kane space which is just crazy to me um not that they're giving him the space but just that we're seeing it now on two separate lines you can have lucas raymond or patrick kane scaring defenses to death um and i gosh i god damn it if 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 uh if he does get hot here and things don't turn out great, but we know this team's going to be upgraded again this off season. I, man, I just, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do right by your prospects, by, by your prospect pool. You've got to show confidence in yourself at some point. Right. Especially when this guy's, and you, you know, we're not like talking about like five games. Remember we had uh, the Adam Ernie who had 10 games and he had like, uh, eight points in those 10 games or something. And we were just joking around and we knew things weren't going to work out. This is a guy that we've been waiting for this to happen. And now it's been happening for 20 straight games. <laughs> so it's, and it's not just pucks bouncing in. I think we're seeing a guy that's, that's playing tougher on the boards, like I mentioned. And again, in that Seattle game, it's just, it's a whole nother level yeah, for I, Lucas. You know, um, I, I love the eyeball test and, um, you know, if you get lucky and some, you know, some pucks, you know, kind of bounce off you, that's one thing. But like you said, he he is making, he is creating offense. And he's like, he's he's doing things that not a lot of people, you know, in the league can do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a guy that you definitely want to retain. Um, if I was his agent, I think I would think about maybe asking for like six on a three year or something like that, just so you can really cash in in a couple of years um yeah i mean you could if you could talk him into a bridge deal if the conversation is just like look lucas i can't commit to something long i don't see it yet you know i i'm also cool with that i and i don't think lucas is going anywhere but i i do think the conversation is fair to say it's it's now turned to the point where we need to start looking at it and saying like oh man how high could this number get um but i do think you guys are crazy because we spend all season and everybody wants to defend Ben Chirot and Andrew Kopp to the, to the death. And everyone right now in the chat is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, Lucas sucks. Let's not give him over six. All right, you guys, you, you're crazy. Um, I'm, I'm giving the praise with what I see. Um, and the, 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 <laughs> what, I think that a lot of like, the, uh, it seems like the consensus is that Iserman's going to probably knock it down from the number we think it's going to be. Um, and I, I think it's really in everyone's best interest to make it a shorter deal. Um, cause again, he is only 21. He's not quite there for a point a game. So let's, let's just let him get that, you know, at a, at a raise, but you know, let his production over the next couple of years be the, I, the main negotiator. I think Steve knows what he's doing when he's signing bottom six guys, but the second he's looking at top six, that's when he's shelling out dough. All right, so let's 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 stop. I, I don't know what comment you're you're concerned with because I, I think everybody's just 
they're pretty pragmatic comments. Um, I'm just um <laughs> decoy saying boo graphs. Um <laughs> The, uh, hey, that was. You know, this is just you guys voting. This is <laughs> <laughs> boo graphs. <I laughs> that should be our next episode mm-hmm. name. Um, the other, you know, what's funny too about Bertuzzi. Um, well, I, I do have no, a couple we, of comparable contracts. Actually, we loved, I wanted to bring. We loved him too. in this town, and I, I feel kind of bad that he's just kind of you know petered out a little bit. Now is we had that one season where I think it was what like sixty six points, sixty eight games, and. Uh, He's just having a lot of trouble getting there again. Kind of stinks. I uh I just wanted to bring these up because we've we've seen some some numbers that are ticking up uh towards the Nylanders right now, especially at the same point that Lucas is at right now. Saw, we've seen it happen it, with Boldy. You saw Larkin, Matt. No, I I I'm not saying I'm not saying anybody's wrong. I'm bringing up more evidence to say why we could be more scared of a $7 million number with the cap, especially with the cap going up. That's always something we got to consider that the agents are going to change their conversation to. And if they start talking about percentages, this number that we're looking at for William Nylander and these numbers for Matt Boldy, um, well, Matt Boldy is one for one. Like that was last year, but at least for William Nylander, that number could have been a lot higher. So I just, just saying, there's there is some evidence out there that it could come back to bite us. But um, look, I'm I'm gonna put it this way. I'm totally cool with it <laughs> if it goes in that direction, because I, I I feel really good about Lucas right now. You know, I I don't think anyone's gonna be upset. I think they might be a little surprised, but um, as far as like a talent assessment, I think that one would be much more on the money and. Actually, another one that was right on the money was Bertuzzi, which, again, apologies to that guy. He hasn't earned that number that he initially asked Steve for. It's kind of a bummer on, you know, both sides. We would have kept him if he was doing well. Um, but, yeah, it still feels like sky's a limit for uh, uh, Master Rainey. Yeah, I uh, the other thing I, I brought up here was uh, Moritz Sider. And uh, we were trying to land on numbers. And I think we, um, you guys threw in, in some of the comments, too. We already mentioned them. And I, I do do forgive me, guys. I already <laughs> scrolled away. Um, but there were there were some ciders in there that are higher than the numbers we were just talking about with, uh, with Lucas. I think somebody threw out an eight. Oh, eight eight years, seven mil for for cider and Crimson's doing five years, five mil for Lucas Raymond. Um, you there do. Are some by the way, numbers. Yeah, real quick. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw this in there, Craig. Craig pitching that he's going to get cat money. What do you think of that? Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna do it like this, like Dylan is the highest played pair paid player on the team, and they want to start building like that. Um, that would be pretty neat because we have <laughs> Larkin at eight point seven. Um, I oh man, um, I gotta say I I'm gonna be cool with like an eight an eight number if it's below eight that is an incredible win i think for the wing dings blake's at eight uh by 8.53 uh dan b six years 7.75 i i do i do feel like i do feel like steve is gonna want to hit that eight years for cider 
right? Like you don't get that opportunity with everybody. I think he's going to want to pay Cider. I think he plays Cider enough. I think they know looking up and down this lineup, like even at 22 years old, you know, he's just going to get better. He's going to get smarter. Um, and eventually this will be the, the number one player on this team. So you're still paying him less than Kale McCarr. Um, you're not even getting close to the Drew Doughty numbers that I pulled up all the numbers here. Uh, by time on ice per game is what I pulled up here for the 2023-24 season. Mort Sider's number 21 on this list. So believe it or not, Red Wings spread out their minutes better than 20 other teams, which is just uh, crazy to me, um, considering what we're looking at a little more insider. Uh, but still, you're you're going to fall underneath the Charlie McAvoy's. You're going to fall underneath. Well, thank God you're going to fall. Uh, or you, you don't even want to compare to Seth Jones, I guess is what I want to say. Um, Petrangelo's definitely a different conversation there um, with his age once he was signed by Vegas. Uh, oh, and Adam Fox. And, and it's one of those things too. Like, I, I mean, Fox and McCarr come out of the gate and they are turning heads for all-star games and, you know, MVP conversations because of their point production. And I don't, right now, we don't see evidence that that is going to be the case for Cider. Um, I so. I do have one uh, homework assignment for you. If uh, um, pulling up the JFresh for Cider versus Heronic, <laughs> I just because Heronix, he's been so productive this season, and we know how good he was with the giant mustache when he was a Red Wing. Um, he has been a little more productive, so I just wonder what kind of number, if we're going to compare Cider and Heronix, if Cider's looking at more of a Heronix contract than you know these upper echelon ones, because he's not quite the point producer that those those big dogs are. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Blake here because Heronix also hitting those those years where it's like, this is, this is the height of Heronic's career. Blake throw it in there. He's going to be playing like a $10 million player. I, <coughs> I rarely do this, but that's where my head's at. I, I agree with Blake. And I think if you overspend a little bit right now and get him in that $8 million number, but it's going to be eight for eight years. Um, I think you're going to be okay. Feel, I actually feel more confident about a larger number for Lucas than Cider. Is that weird? Is well, that weird? Yeah. Have you noticed how hard it is to find some good right side defensemen in the NHL? Yeah. I'll, I'll throw that out there as some evidence. I don't, I mean, we love him. I, I just feel like I can see Raymond being a $10 million guy. Yeah. Mo, um, I just want to see more, I guess. And I know that, you know, sometimes it can really be partner dependent if you got to, you know, got a coattails partner with you um yeah i i would i would wait i would see if steve can work on you know a couple three-year deals for these guys and you know then you know obviously give them significant raises now but i'm i'm not ready to do like eight for eight for mo Whew. and it's not that i want to see him go but i'm like let's see you be like you know a top five or six yeah. defenseman i feel like padme right now 
breaking my heart. I want, I want a little. <laughs> I want a little more. I want a little more from Mo. I, I I guess uh, we definitely disagree see, on that one. Son is laurels, Mo. I want to see. I want to get paid twelve million, Mo. Like working that hard. So you want a, a couple of couple of bridge deals? I think is where you're going to land, Mike. Yeah, I, these guys are so young. I I would think it's kind of bananas to give them like sixty four million over eight. I I would try to do like. Damn. I guess even <laughs> three for twenty four. It seems like a small number, right? <laughs> but that would be three years at eight eight eight. <laughs> oh. We've just been so conditioned by other sports that that's not a big con that's literally the smallest of the major sports. Um Yeah, I mean if they could do 3 for 21 or 22 and a half or something, I think that would be better. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stay at Pat on my cider. Um I'm I'm okay with the 8 by 8 cuz it's going to feel like nothing in a couple of years. It's going to feel like uh, you know, you've got a bargain of all time uh, on your right side for defensemen. Um, you know, maybe it is kind of set in the market for defensemen that are producing at Cider's level, but it, it won't be, uh, it'll, it'll kind of be like, uh, you know, when Stafford set the market and then the next year it didn't even, it didn't even matter. Uh, but yeah, with Lucas too, I, I'm just getting more nervous that that number's sniffing around seven, especially with the salary cap increasing, which is another thing I think, you know, agents aren't going to forget. Um, but I do hope we get, I, I think, I think landing in a $6 million number, if that's the conversation we're having in a few months, I think we could all applaud. I think we could all be happy. That's a home I, run. Yeah. yeah. I, if it's anywhere under seven, like you, you, you can definitely start the conversation. I feel like on a losing side, if the number is past seven, um, let's right? pepper a few comments in there. Cause I know we're kind of getting towards the end of our episode too. Um, Dixon, comma, Cider, because I'm trying not to get caught reading that name again. Um, Sanderson is Mo's best equivalent. Um, Who's at the, uh, what is he at? Eight, eight and a half or seven and a half? Um, oh, Newsy Groove's got us. Uh, eight, thanks, eight and a half. Yeah, thanks, Newsy. Um, and then um, Jared just saying a stat comparison for us to work on Hronik last year with. And then without mustache. Oh. Um, Fethdar. Um, I know, bud. I haven't seen him in a minute. Jake, Jake's at 8.05. So he's right at that um, eight years, eight million, um, which I thought was a little premature. Ed, you're talking a right side defenseman for Cider and the left side defenseman for Jake. So I'm sure. I, I don't know. Um, Fethdar thrown in there. I think uh, this is why Eiserman didn't keep Peronic. Didn't want to pay two players with this same or similar role on the team so we kept the younger better version uh, yeah. uh, decoy again uh, just trying to vibe with me the entire episode every single week uh saying zegris is a good comp um, and he's at 5.75 i think yeah um and then blake thrown in once you get mo in the playoffs we are screwed get it done now blake, oh I I, I, if that point. yeah if that might if that might mean blake that uh, he's going to perform <laughs> incredibly well, and then we'll have to pay him at the uh, booty. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, 
And then Crimson Shadow saying Hronik should have kept the Wendell Clark mustache. R.I.P. Wendell Clark mustache. <laughs> All right. Um, uh-oh. Jared deleted that so I don't get called out by Matt. Lol. Oh, man. What did I miss? What did I miss? Ah. All right. Well, any hoozles, I got to go. I didn't realize it was 810. Guys, thanks for coming aboard. Um, we have this some fun, fun episodes episode. coming up. We have, yeah. we have some super fun ones coming up because the trade talk's going to heat up. Some new names are going to hit trade blocks. And, uh, hey, we'll have a little more information on where we stand uh, for a wild card spot. So uh, my weekly routine, I'm going to go get in trouble with my wife. Oh, and uh, and uh, I will... make plans, too. Um, I might even take Mar- May, like March 8th off. And we could just do like a live episode. Um, for the last hour yeah i was thinking that um maybe a half day right because i think it's like three o'clock or something yeah two o'clock all right but yeah plan on that guys i think that would be fun definitely in the discord we'll we'll have we'll have some fun all day in there all right join the discord hit like if you're catching us subscribe if it's your first time you had a good good time we brought up some fun stuff have some tongues tomorrow because that colorado game's gonna be stressful i'm calling the w all right see you guys